0: It's time for Mile High Magazine. Good morning, everybody. This is Murphy Houston. Glad you're there. Hope you're having a great morning with us. And thanks for sharing some airtime, as we say. And this morning, I've got Aaron Portigas for the CEO of uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro Denver. Aaron, how are you?
1: Good morning. Doing great,
0: Murphy. Well, I'm glad you're here today because I'm a big fan of Boys and Girls Clubs of Denver um, and wherever Boys and Girls Clubs are because they're so important to us. But maybe you can tell us a little more about the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro Denver, can you?
1: Absolutely. So, Murphy, every day we're providing kids across the Metro Denver area with a safe, supportive fun, and enriching place to go. We're there to help inspire and empower our young people and ensure that they're able to achieve their greatest potential. A lot of people don't know, Murphy, that our programs are open for kids from 6 all the way to 18. So we're serving kids from kindergarten all the way until they graduate from high school. And we're focused on three key areas. We've got academics and careers, character and leadership, and building healthy lifestyles for our young people. Another thing people don't know about boys and girls clubs is how large we are. We've got twenty-one club locations across the metro area. Oh my gosh. And we're serving anywhere yeah. between eight and ten thousand kids a year in that crucial out of school time window. So think of when the school bell rings in the afternoon, school lets out, boys and girls clubs are in. And Murphy, we do all of this for just two dollars a year per child.
0: Two dollars a year?
1: Two, what can you do for $2 a year? Yes, the entire year, Boys and Girls Club kids can come in. They can get those great experiences, art programming, homework help, be on sports teams, uh, and they get all of that. Their parents just have to pay $2 a year. And, Murphy, if they're not able to afford that, we've got scholarship programs.
0: You guys are prepared. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I think a lot of people that don't really know what you just mentioned you're all doing at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Denver. It's like a babysitting service. The kids go there after school, we got to work, and they'll watch my kids so I can pick them up. It's way more than that, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's so much more. And, and the reality is we know the chasm, Murphy, especially during COVID between the have and have nots has only grown. And I've got to tell you, as a mother with young kids, uh, participating in programs, whether it's music or sports or dance, those are incredibly expensive. And so our goal and what we work towards every day is offering those same enriching opportunities, uh, those activities so that all kids can participate, but that that financial uh, component is never a barrier for our kids or our families.
0: Well, and, and maybe if people aren't familiar, because two bucks a year, holy cow, I bet people didn't even know that. What, what would you say is the full scope of your mission there at the Boys and Girls Clubs?
1: So really, you know, we, we want to be here and help level the playing field for all kids. Our city is growing steadily so quickly uh and we want to make sure that all kids have equitable access to opportunities so that they can become great leaders in the future i mean we can all think uh you know listening in this morning of the activities that helped uh make us who we are as adults i gotta tell you my parents made me play piano i hated every year of that and i couldn't be more grateful today (laughs) we know that those experiences outside the classroom they really shape who we are they they can shape our values and uh they can shape what we like to do, our interests. And so that's our goal. That 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 again focusing on academics always, that's a core component. Um, but also making sure kids are having fun. You know, learning doesn't just happen in the classroom and in COVID, the learning environment has completely changed. And so we see ourselves playing a key role in that. Uh, We walk alongside kids. We want to make sure they've got a path and ensure that they've got access to leaders and coaches and mentors to help guide them. And we know it's about opening doors for kids, but also with our kids.
0: Oh, I like that. That's a a great little uh, phrase there. Let me ask you this. We often talk uh, to a lot of nonprofits, and people may not know, but you are a nonprofit. How did you handle the COVID? How did you handle all the activities you do?
1: Oh goodness, it's just been an incredible couple of years. You know, right now, uh, some are more dependent on the clubs than ever before. And uh, it's it's been really challenging. Um, we know some of the statistics in Murphy, one out of three residents now face food insecurity. That's gone up more than 10% before the pandemic. Uh, and a lot of our families, they're living on less than $30,000 a year. We knew a lot of our parents were essential workers. They were in healthcare, they were in transportation. Uh, they, they were in a variety of fields that called them to have to report to work every day as essential as employees. And so ensuring our doors were open during that time, especially when many of our schools were unable to be open, we knew was paramount. And so back to what I said earlier about the learning environment, kids are learning all the time. And so for us, while we were typically in and out of school, model, we had to to move that a little bit and say, if kids need a place to go all day while parents are working and the schools aren't able to be open, we're going to be there. And so during that time, we were able to shift our hours to be uh, more the eight to six and be able to ensure every kid had a safe place to go, that they were getting help on their remote homework, um, that they they had a meal every day, and that they were still able to interact that crucial component of face-to-face interaction, being around other people. People. I mean, many of us, you know, we're still in the Zoom environment, but we crave that. We're yeah, humans.
0: That's right. I need to be around people. <laughs> Here we are all <laughs> hunkered down, and I'm sure kids are the same. Maybe the kids are even more so than adults that need to be face-to-face with friends and people they can identify with. And you talk about the COVID, and you just kind of touched on some of the needs that uh, your club members really need today. What are the needs? What are the greatest needs you're facing?
1: You know, that some of the greatest needs we see is... There's an incredible financial strain on our families, and so um, especially disrupted even more so in COVID, our, our families have a lot of instability, whether that's food security, what their housing situation is, transportation, education access. You know, we need consistency and stability. A lot of us, we go through the same habits every day. And and, and when you have um, a lack of financial means, oftentimes that inconsistency is very high in, in those factors that I just mentioned. And so for boys and girls clubs to say, every day we're here and we're not gonna have a financial burden, right? Just two bucks a year. We're gonna ensure our staff is there and those doors are open. We know how important that is uh, to the social fabric of our society right now that has a lot of variables and things that are changing, providing consistency and stability for kids, most important kids, but also their parents is is
0: paramount. Wow, that's awesome. So all these people that are making what the great things are you're doing with the Boys and Girls Clubs, are they volunteers? Are they paid? Do you need more help? How does that work?
1: So, Murphy, we're a a blended model. We've got amazing youth development professionals who have dedicated their lives to wanting to help and inspire and empower young people. Um, those are paid staff positions. We have a variety of part-time roles. And yes, we need volunteers. Now, the COVID environment has made for some different protocols and health and safety measures. Uh, so we really hope in the next six months we'll be able to bring back our robust portfolio of volunteers that we've depended on for decades. Um, but people, were always looking for our community to get involved. A great way to do that is visit us at Great Future denver.org we've always got lists of things our kids may be looking for or uh projects we'd like to do in the clubs and, and things of that nature so even from the comfort of your own home on your couch you can dial in uh visit us on our website and, and be a part of um the work we're doing to change the lives of young
0: people and give us that website again please erin
1: that website is greatfuturesdenver.org.
0: What about financial help? You pay, you're charging 2 bucks a year. I mean, money's got to be coming from somewhere.
1: Murphy, we are we are truly dependent on the generosity of our community. Um we we depend on on those who know how hard it is to raise kids and the costs that come with it uh and and want to make uh, a safe place for kids to go and just like you said that financial burden is not put on the families that we serve but we depend on families across our communities to support our great work because it certainly costs more than two dollars a year to have uh, all those great programs sports and arts and outdoor adventures we take our kids we're coming up on ski season we take our kids skiing for many of them that's the first time uh, and we're able to do that um, with those who are willing to to give financially which is an option on the website as well.
0: And do you get any uh, tax support, uh, any kind of business support, anything like that?
1: Absolutely. So, one thing is for individuals who make a donation, we do qualify for the Colorado Child Contribution Tax Credit, which is a great benefit. Um, but we have wonderful relationships with corporations and foundations across the city as well. Uh, our sports teams play a role. There's a, a lot of financial institutions and others who who want to be a part of the mission of this work, and most importantly. Um, coming alongside our young leaders and and so we're very grateful for a holistic approach and and Denver is a very uh a very philanthropic place to be and and that's uh wonderful for us
0: it's fantastic uh we're talking with Aaron Porteous the CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro Denver and Aaron we're coming upon the holiday season it can be good for some and not so good for other families so what are you focused on during the holiday season
1: well Murphy we always do a, a toy drive that's a uh, you can support it uh, again by visiting the website but the holidays can be extra tough especially for families who are already struggling to make ends meet our jo- our, jo- our job uh is to make sure that we're remembering all the kids and we want their holiday season to be bright um and we want them to know people are thinking about them so, so that's one of the things that we do is um, ensuring that we've got holiday parties and activities and things that just promote kids knowing that they're cared about. And we think each one is special, even during these times that can be e- challenging for families.
0: So even if families haven't been involved with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro Denver prior to this holiday se- season, can they get involved with all these activities you got going on?
1: Absolutely, they can. Um, there's a great way for we're always taking new members. We love to have members inside the club. We give away a lot of food uh, around the holidays. And as I said, gifts to families. But we love for those to come get involved as well. And uh, that can be in the form of volunteering or putting together things with your own social circle and dropping things off to support the Boys and Girls Clubs. Everything we're looking for is right on the website, greatfuturesdenver.org.
0: That's great. That's fantastic. Now, I'm curious about the the, the age of the the children, uh, boys and girls alike. You said age is 6 to 18. Do the kids stay involved from 6 to 18 if they start that young? Are they always there?
1: Now, we see a variety when we, you and me, when we think back of going to school, we can think of a teacher who really influenced our life. And for many of us, we may have only had that teacher one year. At Boys and Girls Clubs, those relationships our kids build with the club directors and the staff, they can be life-changing. And sometimes we do have kids that stay with us through elementary school and middle school, all the way through high school. More often than not, there's a chapter in their life during their adolescence where they really need us, you know, moms at work, uh, or they really want to play in the sports program. So it's not uncommon to see kids stay with us year after year Depending what's going on in their lives and, and frankly because they're having fun it's something that they really enjoy being a part of and it provides a great resource to their parents
0: well it's got to be amazing how you can keep up with all the educational aspects you offer the sports aspects for all those different age groups because it's different from almost every age group isn't it what you're offering
1: Murphy it keeps it keeps me young knowing <laughs> what all the cool <laughs> kids are doing this day and it reminds me how old I am <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's a good thing, I guess, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to keep up with these young people—it's kind of tough these days.
1: Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, we we opened in 1961, so we're celebrating 60 years and. Back then, we were doing woodworking and auto mechanics, and our programming has changed dramatically over the last six decades, and Murphy, it's going to change over the next six decades, but what doesn't change is that we're always going to be a safe place, we're always going to be affordable, and we know that those relationships between our kids and staff is just paramount so that they can thrive during those uh, teenage and, and younger
0: years. Oh, that's fantastic. Before I let you go here, Aaron, any last words, anything more you need from all the great people in the Denver and Colorado area?
1: Just a a shining thank you to each of you for believing in our young people, for supporting them, uh, and for making Denver such a wonderful and vibrant place for all people, including our kids, to thrive.
0: Nice way to end it. Erin Portia, CEO, Boys and Girls Club of Metro Denver. Keep up the good work. I love your enthusiasm, Erin. You're really into it.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Murphy.
0: Thank you guys for listening. It's Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. Don't go away. We will be right back with more.